Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with trainer and productivity expert Sherry Oswald, co-founder of Power Up Learning in Colorado Springs, Colorado, on the topic of being productive between workloads. Welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast, where we discuss the convergence of technology, business productivity, and collaboration culture within modern work. And my guest today is Sherry Oswald, a Microsoft certified trainer, Microsoft Office master, and co-founder for Power Up Learning in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Welcome, Sherry. Well, thank you for having me, Christian. Beautiful day here in Colorado. How about you? Uh, it's a dreary day here in Salt Lake. We like winter <laughs> is like started to to happen. So we've got snow on the mountains, and it's kind of rainy and gloomy, and and uh, it, it's fantastic. I love you. It. You can keep that on that side of the mountains. I'd be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I miss the rain of the Seattle area, and so this is it's kind of nice. Uh, so I, I very much, I, I prefer the cooler weather because you can bundle up against the cold. You can't escape the heat. I hate the heat. So oh, yeah. bingo. Yep. I'm with well, you. today we're talking about being productive between workloads and, and, and what I mean by that, because I know, uh, you know, Sherry, you had some questions as well about that. Yeah. Now, I, what I mean by that is that, you know, so much of what we do, um, as information workers, you know, in the office working with uh, collaboration technology, how much productivity is actually lost when you're moving in between applications? And so I used, oh, used to generically talk about when you have your intranet, you have your email platform, you have your CRM, your ERP, these enterprise applications. And when you're having to, over the course of your day, as you're working, having to move between these different workloads, you can lose a lot of productivity. Conversations that are happening in one place, you have your stream of thought, and it takes time switching. You know, multitasking is a lie. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> like everybody agrees that. Like, uh, in fact, I, I heard uh, somebody, a, a religious leader, who, who just said, uh, somebody asked, like, well, how, um, uh, so it says last name is Bednar and uh, used to be the uh, the president of BYU Idaho. Somebody asked him like, uh, how do you keep you know everything balanced between work and family and church and community? And he's like, you don't. Yeah. Uh, when you're focused on family, you're not focusing on work and other responsibilities. When you're focusing on work, you feel like you're ignoring family, and so. Uh, I, 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 just to sum it up, he's just like, you have to kind of be at peace with, like, I think it's, these are multiple good things that you can go and do, you know? but with work, with collaboration, I feel that way sometimes, like, you know, am, am I being the most efficient? Am I being the most productive? And am I just worrying too much about being productive, Sherry? <laughs> no, I think we all battle with that too. And it's funny you should say that because I had this epiphany. Um, being a self-employed person, I didn't work in an enterprise environment for about 12 years because I was a contract trainer. Mm -hmm. And I and I took a, a long-term contract with a nonprofit here. And 
it's supposed to be like five months, end up being six years because I guess they liked me. But they, um, what I found was that at the end of the day, when I was getting ready to head home, I was closing down all of my windows and realized that the email that I was mad at somebody for not responding to me about or upset with them, I never sent. There was all these little fragments that. of my work yeah. that were hanging out in these open windows behind the scenes because squirrel moment, I got an email. Squirrel moment, somebody came by my desk. Squirrel moment, and I never actually got anything done. And a lot of that was because I was so gravitated to my inbox that I focused on, you've got mail, you've got mail. Well, I finally realized it's not 1980 AOL anymore, and I can ignore the mail. I, you know, I, yeah. The mail is what was killing me. So, well, you know, it's funny. I, that, so that is a a a great perspective on the change of perceptions of work and the real time, the synchronous collaboration versus asynchronous. Like, you know, back in olden days, uh, <laughs> you know, when early <laughs> in my career in the early '90s, when you had your flip phone and the Zoom. Yeah. So yeah, well, <laughs> well, way before those. Um, <laughs> But um, no, the the in the early '90s, I mean, you shoot off an email, and you had zero expectations that they were sitting there waiting for it to arrive and immediately respond back. And I remember with the advent of the chat technologies, and I so I had a college roommate who uh, uh, Preston who um, was at AOL and was part of the AOL Instant Messenger beta program. So I got into the beta of that. And when ICQ was acquired and and you know all of that started utilizing that. So here was my you know college roommate and close friend, and I ended up not seeing him in person for like four or five years, yet felt like I connected with him almost every day because of the chat. Yeah. And and then we got video chat in the late '90s and you know all that capability. But what it started to do is I know it 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 change something the way that our brains were wired so that we got impatient if we didn't get that instant gratification that that instant response to the question um yeah and, and i find myself doing that just like your email that you forgot to send where i'll be like why hasn't this person responded and it might be that a lot of people that are like me when I'm out of office, I don't put an, an, like, hey, I'm going to be out of office for half a day or I just I'm just not there. And my status just shows is out of office. And, uh, and that's OK. And that has to be OK, too. Right. It, we can't just feel like we always have to be available. And that was where my perspective changed, because in my frustration, I started reading a book called Getting Things Done. Mm -hmm. If you Have you read that book? I own it. <laughs> I've I haven't gotten that thing done yet. Yes. Yeah. So. And um, in that book, they talk about compartmentalizing your work. And, and that's where you're saying the context switching. My business partner, Leanne, she always says context switching kills me. And that's where we lose our productivity is like you're saying between workloads. When, what are you calling workloads? Emails a workload. The CRM is a workload. The ERP is a workload. Whatever those processes we have in our daily job. So I went back to my days when I was in HR and I used to have a metal inbox that sat in the corner of my desk. Did you have one of those? I have one now, but it's not on my desk. It's <laughs> it's, it's actually. 
he's he's bringing it off the floor, folks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so it, it's uh, it, it's actually not an inbox. It's an it's an outbox. So it's the like work done need to be filed in taxes or elsewhere. But I yes, <laughs> I understand the concept. Is my point of showing so, you that. In dating myself back in those days when there was a memo, right? People would type up and create copies and put it in your inbox. When there was a, when I had somebody that had a change for their benefits or their payroll or whatever, I had different areas for HR. I had like employee relations, I had administration, I had accounting in that job. So what I realized is that inbox, I was constantly digging right off of the top of that and not getting down to the bottom or I was digging through that box every day trying to figure out what I needed to get done and not getting anything done because I spent more time digging around in the inbox. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so I developed a system where I created a um, a manila folder for each of those, what you're calling workloads. You know, here are all my payroll changes because I'm not going to log into the payroll system and make a payroll change and then respond to the memo that came in and then, you know, one at a time because that, doesn't help. You're switching between and then go back into another payroll one 20 minutes later because it's the next thing in my inbox. And that's how we handle our email now or any communications, right? We take what's off the top and never actually get anything done. So by moving those things into a manila folder, I was able to concentrate on here's all the stuff I need to do for payroll. Here's all the stuff I need to do for accounting. Here's all the stuff and and compartmentalize that work. Mm-hmm. So I, I started um, I actually wrote an entire series on my blog and my YouTube channel. It's a, a video series of how to manage your inbox. It's called Sherry's Tag and Flag System based on that because I was getting to the end of the day and not getting anything done because I was I should, stuck in my inbox. I should point out for people that are listening in, so uh, Sherry's uh, uh, you know, Twitter handle, everything is uh, Shortcut Sherry. So uh, you, you follow her. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a you know, so constantly uh, sharing different tips around you know productivity tips around the various tools and other kind of business solutions. So definitely want to go and follow her and and check that out. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. So um, you know when you start talking about context switching, that's the first thing I think of. I only um, triage my email, and I say it that way for a reason. I triage my email or my teams or whatever communication collaboration platform three times a day. First thing in the morning, around lunch when I'm trying to grab something to eat, and then at the end of the day to make sure I got everything urgent done before the end of the day. Now, I'm not perfect. I'm still trying to, you know, adhere to my own advice. But what I found by doing that is I go through my inbox and like, okay, and I and I write down, instead of it being electronic, I write down on a piece of paper, these are the high-level things I need to get done today. Yep. And here's the, here would be the nice things if I could get them done today. Yep. And then... um. I, I work on them in that order. <laughs> He's showing me a piece of paper, the same thing. Uh, I, so I'm, yeah, I'm a list guy. So I do the, I don't, I'm not, don't have it quite down into three times a day, but I find myself doing the same thing because otherwise, if you don't approach it that way, you get caught up in solving that immediate problem from the top right. um, rather than the, the last, that, the, that, you know, last in, um, and first uh, out, last, last in, first, first out, out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, it, it, and so I, I do that where I do you know, like I quickly scan through all of the new emails and 
flag those that are that I need to follow up with or be aware of and keep out on top, but I can't do right now. And and then I do the same thing where I like like I just showed you I've got a my these the yellow sticky like the list the longer sticky notes. Um, I have my you know my for meetings everything. I'm still a hand note taker. I've got my spiral bound notebook. Yep. <laughs> Jerry has the exact same one, uh, and then I use the, the stickies. And people say, "Well, why don't you use to do? Why don't you use planner? Why don't you use?" It's like I do use the those tools. I, I I think some people underestimate the number of tasks that we really have and how we manage that. But I've just found that uh, you know I I'm a self-taught you know five finger typist. Uh, I can do a decent job, but I can write faster than I can type, and a lot of times I will just have a lot of other thoughts that come out when I'm writing, you know, pen on, on paper rather than, than typing. It, it just works for me. I'm able to kind of diagram flow chart things out and, uh, you know, point to other things and sidebar notes, all these kinds of things that work better on paper. And then I, I do that to kind of get down the idea, get the tests. And then I, transmit them over into OneNote and to-do and planner based on the the actions. I mean, planner is project-specific, certain teams, certain initiatives that are working on, some tasks live there. Some are purely for me and they're in OneNote or they're in to-do. Uh, and other things remain on the sticky and I get them done very quickly and cross them off. And, and you're bringing up the perfect point there. It's like the longevity. If I'm going to flag or categorize an email, then it's usually longer term. If, right. if I flag it only, I'm getting it done today, period. That's going to kind of go on my little checklist that I write down. Um, if it's something that, oh, I need to do next week, I will forget. I claim residual gestational brain damage after I had children. I do not remember anything. So I have to write it all down or have it somewhere. But that's part of my process. And then I, and I pick certain days like my Tip Tuesday recordings, I don't do one at a time. I do four or five at a time. So we were just talking about that before we started. You know, I'm going to do a series and I'm going to do them all in one day. And I may edit them at different times and post them, you know, but I'm going to record them all at once so that they, they're they cohesive, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, or another day, oh, okay, this afternoon I'm going to do social media. So you've got to compartmentalize those tasks, whatever they are. When I was in HR, it was benefits, payroll, and all of that. But now, as a you know, as a consultant and a trainer, these are the days I do phone calls. These are the days I have meetings. You know, the you know the associations that we're involved in. When do we? How how do we make sure that we get those done? You kind of have to block out your calendar and say, this is when I do those things, or else they won't get done. Speaking of blocking out that time, I mean, it's, this is one of those things I'm seeing a trend as I, and this is just you know observational with people that I talk with within the community, but I find more and more people that are um, that are looking at like within Outlook and the suggestions, the health and well-being things, the blocking out, you know, a, a personal time, blocking out time to work on different projects, and more and more people are doing that. I'm doing that. Because otherwise, right. my calendar is open to anyone within my organization. Plus, I have uh, you know invites out there. I use Calendly as an invite system for other meetings, and so stuff pops up constantly on my calendar. I might look, and somebody will ask me, "Well, what are you doing in three days?" Like right now, I'm wide open, and then the next day they tried. Well, I tried to schedule something, and I can't see any free time. It's like, yep, 
It was <laughs> Welcome free. to my it was world. Hope. You should have filled it in then while it was available. But yeah. you know, so much of my day is is that way where I like I tell my my wife I'm I said I'm done with calls at 4 p.m. She's like, oh, so you're taking a break? I'm like, nope. Now I can actually get work done. <laughs> exactly. So it, 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 that's just you know the nature of of modern work. We've we have those meetings. Those I have those windows. We're a global organization. So I'm working early morning. I'm usually on the phone with somebody in in EMEA. Uh, and I've got all my U.S. calls, and then the afternoons and evenings, it's it's with APAC. So it's yeah, it's it's a regular thing. And one of my tricks was to actually was on your Outlook calendar. So we're talking a lot about Outlook, but we're talking about time management, right? Yeah. Um, you set your working hours, and that's and you can put huh. in your preferences. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yeah, twenty four seven, right? Yeah. Um, but what I mean for me, those are scheduling hours. I don't, I am not a morning person, period. It's not happening. I, I'll be there, but I won't be conscious. Thank you so much. So I've had my coffee. So at nine o'clock BC, you know, uh, you know, besides we're before coffee, um, I'm, that's when like being the lights turn on and I'm more conscious. So I know I'm not good at early morning meetings and I'll make exceptions if I have to, but in my in my calendar, I have time. I, I used to set my work hours as from nine to four because I wanted the first hour to kind of get settled and go through my inbox, mm -hmm. and I wanted the last hour to make sure that I didn't have people stacking me up till five o'clock, and that I didn't get to go through and do my little wrap up of you know what I needed to get done. You know, did I get everything done today? That I need all the crucial stuff is finished, so I didn't have. So I made sure that my work hours are from nine to four and not from eight to five. So that was one little trick that I did in a large organization like you, where people are scheduling you on the fly. They're going to put something in every little sliver that might be available. Yes. Oh, he's got yes, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why you just have to be very aware of that and block out that time. So I, I know like I have, uh, you know, the rest of this afternoon, well, it's, it's, you know, it's already after after hours, you know, the, during those normal work hours. But I, I know that I don't have any other community activities. I have the time, you know, set up, set aside to work on, uh, you know, critical pieces of contact. This this conference that both you and I are presenting at that's uh, based out of headquartered out of Singapore that's happening in our evening. We're both in the time zone. We're both in the mountain time zone for those listening. So I'm just over the hill in uh, in the in Salt Lake area from, the, from Sherry. The hill. <laughs> so, yeah. The Rocky so Mountain we're both, So it's yeah. a two-day event, uh, online event, but starting Singapore times, I think it starts at 9 a.m. Singapore time, Friday and Saturday in Singapore. And so I'm presenting at 10 a.m., Singapore time Friday, which is 8 p.m. Thursday. Right. And uh, I'm doing yeah. the same time slot on Friday because I'm on the, the right. quote unquote next day, right? Which You're is on the Saturday. Schedule. Saturday. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's a bane of my existence. Well, it, I, it's funny. One of the my go to websites is the time zone converter. I'm oh. constantly doing that to schedule 100%. and making yep. sure that it fits. 
But uh, but anyway, uh, one of the things I, I did want to talk about uh, in, in this idea of productivity between the, the workloads is specifically, I mean, we're, we work in the Microsoft ecosystem. And, and I think for a lot of this stuff, I mean, you don't have to be using Microsoft technology to, to, to experience the same things. But one huge benefit that has happened over the last few years is a deeper integration between um, the, certainly within the Microsoft 365 stack, but even in partnership with some of these competing technologies, you have platforms like Microsoft Teams that has done integration with Box and Dropbox and other direct competitors in a number of areas. But, uh, you know, by going and trying to make Teams the the I'm doing air quotes here hub for teamwork uh, for for all those things, and that was a great little slogan and, and some cool features that kind of supported that vision. But over the last couple of years, where you, I've really seen this come into play, has been with deeper integrations with Outlook, certainly the Office suite, but between specifically Outlook, SharePoint was always integrated because SharePoint is part of the infrastructure that is Teams. So your Spoiler. intranet in SharePoint <laughs> aligned with Teams, but the integrations with Outlook and Yammer and Teams. And so right. that's those four products together, SharePoint, Teams, Yammer, and Outlook. I mean, I, I only the only other tool that I tell people that I live in daily is OneNote, which I know you do as well. <laughs> exactly. I have a I have a the big purple satin cape for the OneNote Avengers. Oh. Yeah, from from a conference. So maybe I'll have to wear that at some point. But um yeah, I I think the hardest you probably as well get the same question. What do I use when? When when do I use Outlook? When do I use Teams? When do I use um Yammer? And I think some of the best scenarios when we're talking about, it's all about the audience. Who needs to hear what and when? And Teams chat is great if it's just like you and I, like the water cooler. You know, right. I need to have I need to have a quick chat with you or a small gathering, um, like have a little conference room where an informal group needs to have a conversation about something. Probably not something that's going to, I see people use all the time for long living projects they'll create right. a chat group. Right. And well, what they don't know, understand is where those files go, you know, well, so one drives. you know, I know Microsoft moved away for the language, but I still go back to, and I really liked, I thought it did a good job in explaining was the inner loop, outer loop definitions yeah. of, you know, the, which tool to use when, and it's, and, and, and so that's, I mean, certainly we talk more about that, you know, the the which tool when and and some of the definitions there, and and so much of it, you know, depends on the scope of what you're trying to do and the the, the and the people internally versus external and kind of all those things. And apologize if you could hear the dog. <laughs> That's just part of the beauty of working from home. The doggos, you gotta love the doggos. Well, my grandpuppy's coming over later, so I'll get my dog fixed in too. So the um. Yeah, yeah. I, the inner loop and the outer loop, I think, for for some people, make a lot of sense, and I think it, it confuses because it almost sounds a little bit technical. But when you can relate it to something in real life, so chat again, like you and I at the water cooler, um, nothing formal, nothing long long living. Maybe if you if you have to a group chat, that's kind of like people gathering in the conference room if they had to. Then you get into Teams. That to me, what I visualize the the work groups the pods when you're out when you're working on it like a floor 
It might be just one pod of people, um, or the team could be the entire floor, like the finance floor has accounts payable. That would be a pod. So that's a channel, right? So when we're when we're talking about building out teams, I my advice to people is always decide who needs to work together. That's the team. What are they working on? That's the channels. And across the top is the how are they going to get that work done? What are the tools that we're going to use? And by default, they give us files and the conversations, right? The chat, basically the the team chat. But you you brought up a good point. What about all those other tools, like the marketing team? You know they're using Adobe Creative Cloud. That's right. not a Microsoft product. If they're working with outside vendors, then Dropbox is usually somewhere in the equation. Exactly. Uh, and they could be using, you know, Google Drive as well for sharing files and things that are out there. I mean, that's that's part of the point. That's that's where it, it's one thing to understand in your own mind, or maybe your organization early on was very smart about the which tool to use when, and you figured out those inner loop, outer loop discussions, like this this is more project focused versus this is a broader all company community discussion, which is a social uh, uh, platform. This is where Yammer fits in. Like it's great, but when it can, can become more seamless is through those, those, those deeper integrations. In fact, I, so I mentioned this this morning on another call, the, the fact that, you know, Yammer is once again, one of the fastest growing platforms in the Microsoft 365 stack. It is, and, and there are a lot of naysayers about social, and you and I were talking to one of them this morning, Mike <laughs> Nelson is just not a fan uh, of Yammer. Like I get, I get that, I, under, I understand that. Um, it's just not the, the, he's not the target audience for right. a lot of that, whether he admits it or, or or not, you know, there are scenarios where he would be the target audience, but where I think, I believe where it really started to take off again and see the rapid growth is as Microsoft started to provide those deeper integrations. Now that I have Yammer communities as an app pinned to my left rail inside of Teams, and I'm getting email notifications for Teams activities as well as Yammer updates, things that I'm following, things that I'm participating in, so I can see it. I can see it easily if I'm in the desktop application of Microsoft Teams. I can, uh, you know, uh, people will share an email and push it over to a threaded discussion or share something from Yammer there. You can click on the link, jump over to the related community. Uh, you know, it's just a much more fluid relationship between those workloads. Yeah, and, and again, who needs to communicate where? So like Yammer to me is more like, the auditorium as far as communication. We talked about that this morning a little bit that having an all company team is counterproductive because it's it's too big. You have too much activity and you overwhelm everyone. Or that's what Yammer is for. In well, my you know, I have to say that, uh, so uh, uh, it was a proud moment. So a couple of years back uh, at the, so the annual, as a, as a Microsoft MVP, they have an annual MVP summit. And it, you know, it's been online, of course, through COVID. But uh, you know, the it wasn't the last one uh, in person out on Redmond campus, but the one before that, I think. But when they made the announcement, so a very full room of MVPs sitting on Microsoft campus for a week, going through these deep dives in and talking about what was coming up, and they made the announcement about the organization-wide teams in Microsoft Teams. 
the audience of MVPs booed. <laughs> People were not happy. No. And I I understand why they did it. I I get it and that there were a number of huge customers that were demanding it that were were you know they're paying to keep the lights on folks. It's just a reality. Microsoft is guided a lot like uh, so you can actually if you have enough customers that are uh, having a fit about a feature that's there or not there, um, they can make change happen and help reprioritize something. And this is an example of that. And it, like and, having ten thousand people in a Teams meeting where the chat's all turned on and they all come in as attendee as so, as presenters. Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, the reality of that is like you might want to have a team where everybody in the company can have access to that, but the, it, it's it's untenable. It's like you can't use Teams that way. You're, the reality is you're not going to have 10,000, 50,000 people that have access to a team and then have any semblance of, of, of normality, of conversation, of discussion, you know, when with all those people, it's like, it, it's like trying to, uh, to have a, like a one-on-one -on -one discussion via Twitter with the whole world on there. It's like, it does, it doesn't work there. That's not what it was built to go and do. Yammer, on the other hand, is where you could have 50,000 people to have access to, you know, company news and that you can have then the company that, you know, the, the PR team or marketing, whatever, or the executive team publishing information. Everybody can see it. You can turn your notifications on or off, but then go in there and comment and things around there. But that's that's the, the proper place for that kind of collaboration. <clears throat> Yeah, and the other the other piece with especially with the Amor and even with Teams in a lot of ways too is when we used to get emails all the time about every specific topic, I would have a whole load of folders right. that I would move things into yep. so I could read it later. And I'm overloaded by emails because I can't get through it all. So I'm going to tuck them away and then I forget about them. With with Teams and those chats as, and the Yammer communities. You go back to, to Yammer and say, you have 42 unread messages under this topic. Yeah. I'll catch up when it's all together, all at the right time, when my mindset is there, not when, when somebody randomly sends me a message either either right. in Teams or Chad, right? So having those centralized and on demand and keeping track of what I read and what I haven't, <laughs> I'm like, you ever go back to like Facebook and you're like, I've read that like 20 times. Why right. does this keep popping up? Because... It doesn't keep track of what you smarter than you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So somebody is so much smarter than us about what we should be reading. But that, <laughs> that's a the the uh, the monopoly powers of, of Facebook and and others like that. That's a it's a different discussion entirely. But yeah. So kind so again talking about the, or taking it back to the workloads, I'm going to start my day in Outlook because that's usually is the that's immediate. I'm going to move myself to Teams and I order my teams from the top to the bottom of the pane are the ones that are most active or most important to me to the least important. So the ones that are visible, I'm going to start at the top and work my way down through the bottom. And that although everything that's bold, I'm going to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And then I don't go to the activity pane until I've covered those because otherwise it's things that weren't very important to me and there was activity and channels otherwise. So that's how, because the activity pane doesn't prioritize it for me. It's just whatever came in last, kind of like our email, right? right? You know, and then I might like, go to Yammer and catch up on those. So you know, there's there, there's a science around, and and obviously the the consumer uh, social network uh, uh, powers that be 
figured out a long time ago and constantly tweak and refine it uh, about the whole thing of alerts and bolding versus having the little floating number of number of messages, uh, you know, and responses things to there and how we're becoming addicted to seeing that again it goes back to the instant gratification it's like oh and people are responding and oh i'm engaging with people kind of you know that 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 false belief that we're belief that we're working and getting things done because the status has changed or not or uh, somebody gave us a thumbs up right yeah <laughs> and it's a uh so with all that going on it, it it's i find uh, like some of my favorite features talking about teams and, and again, similar, similar in other other technologies as well. But within Teams is the ability to go and pin channels um, yeah. that I'm actively working in, and to hide and unhide channels and teams. And I am constantly doing that. Not quite every day, moving things around, but that is uh, you know, open up. I I have. I just like to think it's a very efficient use of teams and dragging and or you know organizing, dragging and dropping and reorganizing all the time based on what I need to work on that day, that week. So I'm really utilizing it that way. The other thing is that you know, uh, that I've been a huge fan of is um, AppPoint has a free tool called MyHub which, and you remember this, when Teams was launched and when people started to understand the proliferation of sites and channels, and they're like, wait, we're gonna get overwhelmed by by this. And a lot of people, it's like, look, I'm part of hundreds of channels and dozens of teams, and, and this is just chaos. I can't find anything, I can't get anything done. And so they came out with the pinning and you can hide things and you know all the, all that discussion. And you have a solution like MyHub that allows you to go in. And what I love about it, somebody described it, a Microsoft person who's looking at it is like, I really like this. It's basically what you've created is you can embed it, again, pin it. Um, it's the second most downloaded application for Teams. And I'm going to have to look into free. that now. You just made me it's free. excited. Yeah, it's basically like you pin it to your left nav. You can go and create like a favorite. It's like creating a favorites bar, but it, Basically, you could go and create a favorites bar. You could say like Sherry's projects, and it basically you can then add all of the. So it has four primary components: all of the teams, all of the SharePoint team sites, all of the Yammer communities, and all of the Office 365 groups, which could be detached from all of those things. Right. All of those as entities that you can then go in there and filter your view and organize. So you could say like. Hey, let's say on Mondays you always work on these things, and Tuesday it's a completely different mix. You can create Sherry's Monday, Sherry's Tuesday, and then click on that and have the menu of everything. And of course, the recently worked on and kind of all those different views. So it's a, and you're moving things around for your views so that you can very easily move between and click on it and jump right into. Yammer or Teams or SharePoint, you know, wherever that you need to 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 work, and so they they've gone in and cleaned that up. So sorry, I I didn't intend to pitch a product, but it is free. That's out there. There's there's nothing don't additional get <laughs> that you need to purchase for it. And you're it's, not getting any commission for it, so it's no. Like, there's no. nothing there's nothing out there. It's just a. It's one of those where uh, we saw a problem, saw a need, had an idea for a solution, went and provided this and then offer that free out there. So definitely go take a look at it.
One of my most um, popular sessions that I deliver at the community events is tuning in and tuning out what matters to you in Microsoft Teams. And it's not just you. It's not just me. Everybody feels that way. And we've, you've got to figure out how to make it work for you and not just take the default settings where it just bleep, 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 bleeps at you all day long and you can't get anything done. Um, the you got mails are... So the analogy that I use is, you know, back when I was a kid, the TV had 13 channels and I was the channel changer, you know, and then we got cable and you could have a hundred channels. Well, now we have the, you know, thousands, basically thousands of channels of information coming to us from all different directions. And we have to figure out how to manage that and how to tune out what's not important to us, because otherwise we end up spinning our wheels, you know, 15 or what was it, 12 years ago? I created, I got overwhelmed by the emails because I was trying to shut down all my windows at the end of the yeah. day, out of necessity, right? And that was one channel. That was email. That was it. That was the the TV, you know, where my dad I, made me change I, the channel. <laughs> I remember, I, I believe it was, um, so the late 80s, so well, at, at university, had a friend that I just was so envious of that went through one of the um was the day planner the um what was franklin that? Like, like yeah the franklin yes yeah went through like the formal franklin training on how to the franklin daily planners and how to use it efficiently and and with adding stickies and notes on there and 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 writing your notes in a certain way and maintaining your calendar and kind of all those things again pre-digital for most of those activities but we're so of that, right? But <laughs> yeah. but essentially, you know, people need that mentality again. We're back. We're back at that place where we have all the technology, all of which. And I came from the project management world with all of that. Where and I realized very early on with the tools that hey, the tools were only as good as uh, your uh, you know your methodology, your approach in using them. Right. And then how accurate the information that you're putting in, of course. And so most project management, you know, track data is just crap because people just go and quickly fill in or they're filling in their tasks for the entire week on Friday afternoon because the PM, the project manager is yelling at them to enter their hours. And so it's not accurate in, in any sense of the word. What I uh, would love to see added to do, to, to do is a time tracker. Oh yeah, that people clock ask in, clock out, clock in, clock yeah. out. Yeah, to I because I do timed billing, and I use the the add-in for QuickBooks now. But then I have to maintain projects and all the stuff in QuickBooks to talk to that. But it that otherwise I'm I was like those people I'm like okay, I think I worked three hours on that one thing on Wednesday, yeah. and I you know you go so, back on Friday you can't remember. You know <laughs> if somebody went and created Ashley Colmsy. Um, now, MV, one of the youngest MVPs ever created a Power App fidget spinner. If we could create a Power App <laughs> fidget spinner, and it's remarkable what she created, by the way. She Is did that April? Part... That's not April. No, no. Ashley. No, uh, Ash, Ashley Colmsey out of Perth, oh, okay. Australia. Okay. Uh, yeah, she and her dad are both MVPs. Uh, my good friend, Paul Colmsey. But the, uh, no, so she went and created that. Why can't, why doesn't somebody go and, create basically like a time clock, like a check-in, check-out, um, timestamp type utility for an individual that would integrate in 
Right. So, I don't know. And they it used to be an Outlook. They had the journal where you could track your time. And a lot of people didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. It was one of those under the hidden dot, 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 you know, more options in yes, the, in the payment. Yeah. And it's gone. Well, neither did anybody else because it's gone now. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, they barely know the notes are there. Right? So, yeah, there's a lot more to it. But. Well, to kind of to to wrap things up, Sherry. I mean, how would you, how would you say what what are kind of your 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 tips for remaining productive in with the complexity of the tools, the platforms that we use in our daily work? What are what are some of your your guidance? What's your guidance around that? You know, besides being selective, in you know, and prioritizing. Um, the what you work in and setting up we've talked about setting up time kind of what's your advice i yeah i think people have to consider their macro time and their micro time so your macro time are those big rocks you know you think of the jar if you want to get more rocks in the jar you put the big rocks in first then the you know the little rocks trickle in right so what are your big rocks during the week what are those you know consistent work streams that you have to work on and put those and mark out your time on your calendar. And then what I found by using the Sherry's tag and flag system is that I have, here's all my phone calls I need to make. If I had a, a meeting that ended up early, then I, oh, I can knock out a couple calls, but I already had them identified because they were flagged in my email. Something, those are little tiny micro things that I could fit in throughout the day that I have 20 minutes between meetings when somebody has filled up my calendar for the day. Right. So you have to, have a system for deciding what are the big things, what are the little things, time-wise, you know, and then um, organize your time and try and focus. Don't, if you're working on, like for me, when I'm recording my videos, don't even walk in the door. I have a sign that hangs on the door so my husband doesn't walk here and hear anything. I turn off my phone. I'm 100% focused because otherwise I'm stopping and starting and I just want to get it done, right? So, you know, identify i think write those down what are your big rocks and then um use the other tools to decide like the to-do list you know um i love to do but those are my little rocks those not the big rocks yeah have you ever seen uh like a teacher or somebody that that actually do that in person where they have like the uh the the clear plastic or glass canister and they do the rocks they, is it full? Like I've seen it. I've seen videos of it. I, I've seen it live once. Uh, you know, I knew what to. Ex- I, I knew what it was when I saw it. But you know, with high school kids, especially about prioritizing your time, and you know, it, it basically the 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 person fills it filled with uh, you know large rocks and say, is it full? And the kids generally like, yeah, it's full. And then they pour gravel in it. You know, as much as you know, fills in all the cracks. And it says, all right, all the way to the tops. Now is it full? Yeah, it's full. Then pour sand in it and right. fills up even more. It's like, is it full? Yes, it's full. Then pours water in it. It's like, right. see, look at all the things that you could fill your day if you started with the big rocks. It And if you do it the opposite, you have the same amount of water, sand, gravel, and then rocks, and they just won't all fit. It's just a, it's a great you know, example It's uh, of making sure that you are focusing your day on the right things. I, I agree. And I think another big point in using that analogy is that you only have so much space mm-hmm. and, and not just time-wise, there's 24 hours in a day, but how much are you actually productive? Because I found when I'm writing scripts or 
Um, How much caffeine are we talking about? <laughs> I know that that does expand. That makes it stretchy, doesn't it? A little bit stretchy <laughs> for the short term. Yes. Yeah. But there's there's always the bill to be paid. <laughs> exactly, and I'm I am pre- preaching to myself because. I'm really bad about that. I, when I find I'm unfocused, then I tend to work too late and I, I'm not productive. I'll just use like recording videos. I find myself stammering. It takes me more time to edit those videos than to just say, you know what? I'm done. I'll Embrace do the stammering. Come on. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying though? It's, it's, you've got to realize you need that downtime too, in order to really be productive because otherwise you're just tired and you're not thinking straight and um, walking away, going outside, you know, I'll, I'll get out and I'll walk up around the block and I'll just get some fresh air in. And it sounds weird and it's probably TMI, but I have my moments of clarity in the shower. I need a little whiteboard, like a waterproof whiteboard (laughs) in my shower. Cause by the time I dry my hair, I forgot what I threw what I thought of my poof moments are gone. So yeah. Well, you know, if you have, if you have a smart device, in there if you listen to music or news or whatever you can always like uh you know, have that automation set up between like uh, alexa or or you know hey google or siri with you know through uh um uh one of these 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 app services uh like uh, zapier um integrate with to do so yeah. There's the there's a lot that you can do to automate that part of your life as well. But oh, 100 percent. And and I think also understanding when you're productive that sorry, I just had that moment, but a little oh, yeah. knowing that I'm not going to be productive at seven o'clock in the morning. I could get up and I'll sit here for two hours until the, the light turns on. But um, my husband's a firefighter. So when the kids were in school, I used to get up with them, get them off school and then I would work and they'd come home. I, used, I kind of worked a split shift and I finally get a second wind in the evening, but you know, sometimes I need to get out the afternoon, just take a break, get some sunshine, whatever. Yep. And, and so for yourself, each person is different. And I think now that everything's remote, we have a little more flexibility in that understanding that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be productive from about one o'clock till four. <laughs> and then I'll get my little burst in the evening. So. Well, that's where I'll, I, that's a time. Cause I'm the same way. So I'm, I am productive in the morning. I, I I used to consider myself very much. I was at the the gym at 5:30 a.m. You know, and and so did that for years. But um, then I get injured, and I don't do that anymore. But <laughs> I, so I could get a lot done in the morning. I'm usually more productive, uh, and then I'm very much at, like a late afternoon, evening, get stuff done. I just hit that second stride. It's in the middle of the day where I do the same thing, where I lag, and so I know that okay, that's when my that's my preference is to schedule meetings. And to do things where I can, it's more of me listening, collaborating that side versus having to really focus in and create, you know, content or some other deliverable around that, where I'm just not going to be able to focus in the same way. So I try to break up my day that way or spend my time going in and doing the triage in email during that time in the middle of the day. Right. When you don't really have to think and then. Or, or, or like you go outside walk around and try to do that as well. Yeah. (laughs) I think the other big factor is your environment too. Um, I find that when my office gets really messy, I can't concentrate. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just take the time and clean it up. Um, But also when my energy is getting low, I've found that (laughs) my daughter, I have a stand-up desk 
And my daughter walked into me. I had Pandora on with my Bose headphones. I usually use on the airplane and I'm standing up and I'm dancing because I can't stand still if there's good music on. And I'm writing all these scripts and some of the best scripts I've ever written because my, my energy was dragging. Change your environment. If you're feeling like you're not productive, mm-hmm. go sit at the in, outside on your deck or go sit at the kitchen table or something other than where you're feeling bogged down. Yeah, that, that to me is my other advice. So. That's great yeah. advice. I, I've done that many, many times. And that's a, one of the th- reasons I, I miss being working for a company and having like, you know, years, years ago, working for Microsoft or HP. And I would do that, go mix it up, go work out of a different cafeteria, out of another building, find an empty, empty conference room, but just change up the environment to kind of get my my mind up and, and running again. So, yep. well, very cool. Well, Sherry, Thanks so much again, Sherry Oswald, uh, co-founder of Power Up Learning, Colorado Springs, Colorado, friend of Collab Talk for a long time. So thanks well, thank for, uh, for joining. Well, thank you for having me. And of course, they call me Shortcut Sherry. And I always tell people, it's my job to make your job easier. So hopefully today they discovered some things that might change the way they work, be a little more productive. And, you know, those are all friends. We're all friends. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published every Friday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast services. Thanks for listening. Hungry for more great content? You have to check out the Shift Happens podcast. I'm your host, Ducks Raymond Sai, Chief Brand Officer at AppPoint, and I sit down to chat with top business leaders and IT professionals about their most challenging modern workplace projects. Tune in to hear real-life advice from industry peers on making plans and pivots, casual conversations exploring the latest trends in collaborative Microsoft 365 technology, and easy, actionable strategies to make organizational change happen. Subscribe to the Shift Happens podcast today, available on all major platforms. Can't wait to see you there. Shift Happens podcast.